Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Hey everybody, welcome to Jen Lowry Writes. As you can see, I have got a wonderful author interview. Miss <gasps> Sarah Jo Clough is with us today. Hey Sarah. <laughs> she is the author of YA Contemporaries, Filler Friend, and The Kiss List, and her newest rom-com, Daphne's Questionable Bit. Guys, like seriously, look at that book. Like, look, it's shiny. Her main goal is to write stories that will help you escape reality for a moment, sit back, and laugh. Bonus points if you can make uh, that snort laugh. When she's not writing, she's chilling with her husband, their two crazy cats, and a fresh Dr. Pepper. She loves to travel, explore new places, and you can catch her adventures on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Sarah Jo Clough. Welcome! Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I am so gonna dance. Yes, go ahead because you might as well dance because <laughs> I was dancing internally. I cannot dance. Oh, okay, so I, I I was not gonna trip and fall in my own house, but internally, I was dancing as I read Daphne's questionable bit. Oh, perfect! That's what I want. Like I had it all going in here. All the good vibes. All the reasons why books matter is your life. I, I just want to say that to you, like honest from my heart, like your book matters so much. Thank you. So, so when I looked at what you said about like your goals were to make people just escape, mm-hmm. just, just sit back to laugh. You achieved all of those things with Daphne. Oh, so checkbox, checkbox, <laughs> checkbox. But you also need a checkbox for this book matters. And this book really gets to the heart of teenage experience. And it really, like, I could just go on and on. <laughs> Sarah Jo, really, like, it's amazing. So, so tell me, how does it feel after that release yesterday? I kind of have like that, like post hangover. I mean, I've, I've never been drunk, so I don't even know what a hangover feels like. <laughs> But it's kind of that, you know, you build up to all that excitement and then it's over and you're like, okay, now what? (laughs) That's where I'm at today. But I also, I work too. So I was doing invoicing this morning. So So the Facebook launch last night was fun. Oh, thank you. I had a lot of fun doing it. I'm glad people came and 
seemed like everyone had a good time. So, so how comfort like when authors talk about social media and being out and promoting and working and sharing about your work, what's your comfort level with social media? Um, I I'm fine with social media, but I have a hard time talking about my stuff. Like I can talk about other people's, you know, all day long. It just feels weird to talk about my own stuff. I don't know why. I don't know. I guess I just don't like to brag or something. I don't know. That's your humble nature. So let me talk about all of your good stuff right now. And then you can just sit back and say, let Jen do do it all. Okay. So I've already heard the story about how Daphne was a Cassidy. And then Mm -hmm. she changed her name evolved. And as soon as you got her name right, it was almost like she just kicked Cassidy to the curb and said, here I am. That's like how I was thinking. No, it pretty much is. It's crazy how many revisions I went through. I mean, this was like a seven year process and it just something wasn't right. Like it just wasn't clicking. And I think it's because at the beginning I was trying to tell my story. Like I used it as an outlet to get out all those crappy things that happened to me in middle school and high school. And then I realized I'm not, I don't need to tell my story because I had her name came to me. I'm like, I need to tell Daphne's story. So it just, she told it. I let her take it. I let her take the reins. And then when you did that, it was easy. Yes, it was so, and so much fun. Like it was probably one of the funnest books I have ever written. I had a blast writing it. But, you know, her quirks and her style (laughs) and just her uniqueness, I think that that resonates with so many people. Oh, good. Like it it resonated with me. That's why when I I wrote on Instagram, I was like, I can't wait to ask you, were you in my head a lot of the time? (laughs) Like, like for real. That's just. It's actually how I am. Like, she's totally me, but I bottled that up in high school. And she's how I wish I would have just been in high school. I wish I just would have been me and released it and not cared that I was weird and quirky. Like, just own it. That's a part of the the struggle at a younger age is trying to figure out who I am, how I fit in this me world and then the bigger world that's around me outside of my household. And it's just all these different working pieces. And Daphne seemed to stay in that lane of hers, regardless of where she was. She was just Daphne. (laughs) Love it. Um, I do want to tell you how much I appreciate the way that you built relationships in the story. Like they they felt so authentic. They felt oh. so real. Like you bring back memories of a wonderful relationship I have with my grandma. Like you bring back, you get it to the heart of relationship with her and her mom. Yeah. And, and even with, and, and start dancing and screaming. If I do spoiler alerts, <laughs> let's go do it. Let's go do some kind of signal. What's going to be your dance signal. If I start doing spoiler alerts, cause I'm going to get really excited. Just do the cutthroat. <laughs> that was really subtle. I, I, that oh, was is really it? Subtle. Time out. <laughs> yeah, just start screaming. Zach Morris, time out. Start, yeah, start screaming. <laughs> but I just love the way that you brought that new dynamic with the mom's relationship with Cody in there. Yeah. Because that also is just this awkwardness, it, regardless of. Age, time, space, place, yeah. whatever. It's just, uh, 
it's a yeah, new it's, like it's a new thing to navigate and most people don't know i mean there really is no right way to navigate it oh, it's a tricky situation well wouldn't you love to go to these dress-up parties yes so I, I, I want it to be a one. thing <laughs> like why can't we invent monthly dress-up parties you should i mean i like, could i just do it just start hosting them and every month have a theme a different theme you know for dad like for Daphne, like for real, like the whole pirate thing was hilarious. Yeah. That's when I laughed. I mean, I laughed out loud all throughout the book, but I can remember early on when she was telling her mom how she looked, and I was like, yeah. it's really for life though, because I was like, why is this happening? Why? What is her mom dressed up like? Okay, it's, it's her mom just like, really? And then when you explained it, like in the yeah. next part over, I was like, oh that's actually kind of cool <laughs> like but at first i was just dying because i was like why's her mom walking around the house is she really just like a pirate is she really or is it she's just saying she kind of looked like one of those you know like it was hilarious i loved it uh -huh. so so yeah you need to start some kind of revolution where we can have like yeah it's a party yeah, and taught like a pirate day would be just perfect for that. Would be. Well, pirates are awesome. It's always fun to be a pirate. So so, so then when the Renaissance came up, so tell me, do you love Pride and Prejudice? Um, I do. You know, it's funny is I'm actually, I don't know if I should admit this. I don't admit really care for Jane Austen books. And I think it's just the writing style. Um, but I love the movies. I own like every version i own the 1940s version of pride and prejudice with greer garson like i just and Lawrence olivier like i love that one so i've never seen that one so now that oh, really? one on my list because you mentioned it, it's black it in and the white book. like yep oh, i love it but it's i awesome. love like well i love black and white but i have not seen that one i love the Keira knightley one um, i love that one too oh my gosh yeah so that whole scene i could see that too because i'm an english teacher and I can mm. see a teacher going, let's break up parts. You've got to do this skit. And in ninth grade, we're doing Romeo and Juliet right now. That's what we're reading in class. So I was oh, like, nice. I hear them trying to debate. What should we do? Like, I was <laughs> like, this is just so authentic to the experience that, you know, I hear students dealing with across the United States, not just necessarily mm -hmm. the classroom that I teach, but just, just, you got the pulse of, Oh, that type of, you know, footstep to me. You got the footsteps down. Uh -huh. I, I love in the Care Bear thing. So you love Care Bears? I do. I was a big Care Bear fan growing up. I mean, I, I was a kid in the 80s. And so and that's just, that's, that was my time. That's what it was. And I have Care Bears all over the place. So, <laughs> so in uh, my YA came out in 2000 and. 20 August and it was uh sweet potato jones and she has to express herself with t-shirts huh oh nice sounds familiar that. right yes. and so and when she has to go on her first date her um the lady that takes her miss sunshine wants to buy her frilly tops and all this ruffle and all these little silk <laughs> and she wants to go to the record store so she can get a t-shirt that defines how she's feeling in her moment and yeah. she picks a care bear shirt so oh, she picks, nice. yep she picks cheer bear 
And she goes over about what each rainbow color represents, the colors of her life right now. And I'm like, so when you were doing all the Care Bear, I was like, okay, now I have my Snuggie here all times, but I'm... (laughs) I'm not a onesie person, but you made me want to go out and buy one. I'm, act- I'm actually not a onesie person either. I've never owned a onesie until I wrote this book. And then I was like, oh, I should probably get one. But it you was just to- another quirk I added for Daphne. Yeah, you had to, though, because you had to know how wonderful it must be feeling like to be inside a onesie. So that yeah. way, you know, because I'm a pajama girl. Like, I've got pajamas on right now. Oh, I'm wearing um, sweats. So. Yeah. yeah, I've got my... <laughs> I've got my pajamas on. I love my my sweatshirts. I'm big into sweatshirts, and but yeah, once I might I might actually think about it. You never know. You might see me on Instagram one day going, "Daphne caused me to do this." I have to do it. <laughs> it's all Daphne's fault. But I just I just want to thank you for writing a book like this because even though with all the light things that we're talking about you do deal with issues of anxiety. Oh, yeah. And you do it in such a respectful, loving way. Oh, thanks. Oh, Uh, I have a cat. uh, Like, this is wonderful. Welcome. It's so (laughs) nice to have you. Hello, Harper. (laughs) Please stay with us. I I want you near me. I I had an all-black cat named Zoe. I miss her dearly. Yes. So Harper is lovely. I have two cats. I have Avi and Harper. But um, yeah, you know, I think with writing this book too, writing about anxiety, because I've dealt with it when I was in high school and my whole life, I still deal with it. But it wasn't something that was talked about. And I feel like a lot of the books too, when they talk about it, they take it as such a heavy subject. And I, I wanted to approach it in a way that it's light and normal in a way that you just live with it and cope with it and it's okay. Like I, you know, like it's not this big, serious, dreaded thing. It's something, it's just a part of life and it's who we are and you can function. You can have a normal, happy life with it. And you know what else you did is you gave strategies. Yeah. So So that way, all the stuff I do. (laughs) So that way, if someone is reading the book, okay, let's just say me, for example, I'm a teacher and, and then I'm working with students that have anxiety I can pull out that book now and I can recommend your book oh, so they can see people like them in a book yeah. and they're yep. represented in a book that I'm sure that they may relate to. Right. Yep. And then they can say, well, these strategies might work for Daphne, but this doesn't work for me. These are some other ways and it can help yep. with dialogue. It can help people open up and say that might be her way, but here are some other strategies. It's a great talking point. And I just want people to be able to talk about it. You know, we didn't talk about it when I was in high school. It was like a no-no. And so I'm like, I wish I was open about it because then I think people would have understood me better and I would have found my comfort zone a lot earlier. Uh, Yeah. And And then, you know, being on an emotional roller coaster, it's really nice to know that the, the roller coaster will end. Yep. And then you'll be able to move forward. But then you have, if you get on the ride again, you have these strategies in place. And I loved how you built that into the book because that can help. You will go on the ride again. (laughs) Yeah. So that can help teen readers. That can help teen readers that are experiencing it. But I also viewed it as it can help teen readers who may have a friend in their circle. Yeah. Who they may be able to see signs. They may now be able to be a lot more empathetic, understanding. They may say, oh, you know, 
maybe this strategy will work and then or maybe they'll go and Google and start looking up things on APA about how to deal with anxiety. Like it it makes it to where it's approachable. It's a conversation that's approachable. And that's why Daphne matters so much right now. Like, I love it. I, I was texting one of my friends who's also an author and she's also uh, she works in mental health and she works in counseling. She has her counseling degree. She's certified in like 10 million things that has all these letters. And I'm like, she keeps a reading list. And I'm like, you've got to put Daphne on this reading list. Like you've got to put it there because she's always looking for books that not only just handle the subject, but handle the subject with grace and love and care. And that's what you did. That's what I wanted. That's all I wanted. And I think it's, that's what took, it took so many years to get it. But I, I, I think that's what took it so long is I wanted to get it in the right, perfect place and tell the story exactly how it needed to be told. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with the way it turned out. I think, I think time helped. I think the Lord helped me. It just got me. Yeah, I had a lot of help, a lot of prayers. <laughs> and so five star for me. I cannot oh, wait to get all good reads. I put I was currently reading. Now I'm finished. Hooray. <laughs> but I didn't want it to end. Is anything else happening with Daphne's world? Or you is, know, did you see her as a closed book that, that that was the place that she needed to live? Um, I actually um, have had another idea come to me, but um, about Taylor, her best friend. And so I, and I've had other ideas about Veronica and I think I want to do, um, same world, but from the different characters perspectives, like tell Taylor's story, tell Veronica's story, tell Sierra's story. Um, So all the characters will still be in there, but it'll be someone else will be the main character. That's, that's what I envision and what I hope. So So I love Veronica and Tay-Tay, love them so much. And, and you know, the whole minute that she met Sierra, it was already kind of like, uh, this is early on the book, start screaming. Yeah. But like, you know, like maybe early. doomed to fail, but hopeful at the same time. Yeah. Yep. If that makes sense. Like you no, can kind it of totally see, makes sense. <laughs> um, so I can see all of those spinoffs. I can see yeah. that world being built. And when I was expressing it to my son, I was telling him, you know, the whole roller coaster ride of the book. He was like, Mama, that sounds just like a movie. He's 18. That sounds just like a movie. I'm like, that's what I felt like I was experiencing. I felt like I was experiencing a rom-com, like a movie on the screen because you were so vivid. When I had to get into the car with your characters, there was a moment when I had to get into the car with your characters. (laughs) <laughs> and when I slid into that back seat, I actually felt my nose crinkling up. Yeah. And I was like, dude, clean your car. I mean, it, Teenage was, boy. it was like, dude, clean your car. And it was like, I could feel it. it the way that you was, you like were describing the scenes. Oh, thanks. I think I'm a big movie person. I love to watch movies. And so like, I just always been a very visual person. So I want to bring you there. I want to take you into the moment, into the scene. I want you to live it. (laughs) So I was climbing a tree at one point. Okay. So guys, just, I'm not doing spoiler alerts. Sarah Jago's I was climbing a tree. I was in a stinky car. 
I was in one of the most fabulous stores. Like I wanted to go to that store. Oh. I didn't want to know what happened to Daphne in that store. I wouldn't want to be there for that, but I would want to go to that store the next day. Yeah. Like, like, like all of the places that you described were just that, that world that you can't escape in. Yeah. That's what I wanted. That was well, my goal. Achieved. <laughs> Yay. You can do Woo. a dance again. So tell me about all this dancing and music for Daphne. Does that kind of translate into your real world? It is. I, ever since I was a kid, I just have always loved music. And when I hear a song, even if it's in my head, I will start dancing and I'm not like crazy, but I'll just be like, and no matter where and my family's just used to it. Like my, my siblings, my parents, my husband, they're just, they know, like they'll just, I'll be in the store and I'll hear a song and I'll just, be like, and I don't, sometimes don't even realize I'm doing it until it's over. I'm like, Oh wait, I'm dancing or I'm singing too. And I don't even sing well. <laughs> I think in I think in song lyrics a lot of times. Like, do you think in song lyrics, like when a situation hits you, do the song lyrics pop up or do the songs? Yeah, sometimes. Pop up? Yeah. Yeah, like certain songs. Cause it's just that that's what it's an I mean, songs are another way to tell a story. It's yeah. another way to yeah. another way. And so that's songs have music has always been my outlet and like on the days that, especially in high school, man, there were days where I just come home from school and you just had a really bad day and I would just crank up the music and dance around my room. And it was just a good energy outlet and get all those bad vibes out. <laughs> but again, that's another way that shows strategy. Yeah, that's, you know? it works for me. <laughs> yeah, that shows strategy. Okay, so you've got... You've got Bentley. You've got Weston. Now, Weston's my hero. I love Weston. Like, how fun was that to write? Like, that I, whole building I, of I loved these it. relationships with all of these characters. Like, you love that? I do. I'm a very character-driven writer. And so, I walk into a story, and I know the characters. And I kind of just go on the journey wherever they take me. Like, I don't really know the whole plot or anything. I kind of just go with them on the journey and just really get connected to the characters. I'm just one of those people that I think if you can connect with a character, you can go on the journey with them wherever they go. So even if maybe the plot's not that great or the world's a little weird, if you can connect to that character, I will go wherever you want me to go with that character. <laughs> So talking about that writing process piece. So you did no plotting. You did no crap am, books on how to do this in the 10 step method of success. No, <laughs> just, I, it's like I have a basic idea. Like I knew, okay, there's Daphne, there's Sierra, their moms are rivals. They're going after the same guy. All right, let's write. And <laughs> that, that little piece was it. That's pretty much my starting Ooh. point. <laughs> yes, Miss Pantser. That's what we've got in the house. Just that's going just what, with it. it's the way I work. I tried to outline and I spent there's one book I tried and I did all, I spent so much time outlining it. And then I started the book and the characters just took me in a completely different direction. And I was like, why did I spend all that time outlining? <laughs> because your process is completely different than the person who needs to spend the time yeah. outlining and you have figured out your process. Yeah. But like That's how long did that am. 
How long did that take you in your author journey? Like to actually say, this is how I work. This is the way I roll better. Like, yeah, it, it's kind of one of those things that I learned over the years. And even from the very first book I wrote, it was a very, I had a vague idea and I just wrote. And then as I tried to get published, I think I got in my head so much. And so I felt like I needed to try all these other techniques and do all these different ways that other authors were doing until I finally, a few years into it was like, I need to go back to my first book and write that way because that's when I just am the most creative and it just goes and I don't feel stifled. Like I just feel like I can just release. And so it, it took me a little while, but it's just, that's just how I have to do it. If I want, I've tried, there's even another book I'm working on and I kind of outlined the end chapters and now I feel I can't finish it because I feel like it stifled my creativity. Well, let's ball it up, throw it in the trash can and say, forget you, forget you. How I'm going to do it my way. Do it, do it, because I can't wait to see what you're going to do next. Oh, I just love your writing style. Like, oh, thank you. Just authentic, just so personable. Like I'm telling you, you drew me in. I was like, I was writing, <laughs> I was living the experience. You know, I was like in Daphne's world. I was feeling what they were feeling. It was like really cool. Like it was just a cool moment for me to escape in a very busy time of year because right now it is extremely busy. We switched over at school. So now we're in a new semester. And so now we have a new class and now we have all this new protocols and all these new things. And then as soon as work was done, it was, do I take a nap or do I read Daphne? Either one gives me the escape, but which one yeah, is going to bring value to my life right now? And I chose <laughs> Daphne over sleep. And it was so worth it. And I, I was just like, I was just gobbling, gobbling Daphne up. Like I could not stop. So I did read in one day on it. Like I was done. Like That's it nice. was. It was the one and done. Like when I start a book that I that can't let me go, it's not like I can't let it go. The book can't yeah. let me go. It like demands my attention. It says, no, go cook, but then come back. Yeah. So medium, my husband was like, aren't we watching medium? Because we're like binging watching that on Hulu. Watching, right yeah. And he's like, aren't we going to watch some medium? I'm like, baby, we can watch it tomorrow. Because right now, I, I got to finish this book. I'm in Daphne's world right now. Just give me a little bit more time. So uh, we didn't watch Medium that night. And he got on his game. He was playing his game. It was like, he was doing yeah. his thing. I was reading Daphne. And he would hear me laugh every now and then. He'd say, what's happening now? <laughs> well, let me tell you. I would stop and give him like the little summary pieces as I was as I was going along and he was like, that sounds like real life. That sounds like real life because you do deal with some tough subjects in there. Yeah. What, you know, teenagers can go through with social media. Like mm -hmm. that's what I'm telling you. You really hit all the angles without plotting those characters knew. Yeah. I mean, I go back, I do a lot of editing of course, but yeah, but yeah, it's, <laughs> Yeah. Let's just say I'm just so thankful that you took seven years, if that's how long it took, however long, <laughs> that you stayed with it, that you just did not abandon Daphne. 
it's, it's one of those things I knew it had to be told, but I wanted to tell it the right way. And, and it had to be the right time. I feel like it was finally the right time. I think her story needs to be out there right now. It does. It so, does. And I don't think it would have had the same impact, you know, five years ago. Or, or. And I do believe that teens today, not only are they looking for books that matter, mm-hmm. you know, when they when they are going to get away from screen time or, or go into a book or, or try to escape that, your book is a place for them where not only they can feel accepted, like they can feel accepted within the pages of your book, if that makes any sense. No, it does. I it's like, like that. The pages are accepting them in. It's yeah. just it's that kind of place. And that's why it matters so much. So I know I've said that a thousand times, but the whole books that matter, that matters to me. And yeah, I, just, I, have, I have a lot of nieces and nephews and I have 30 in total. And <laughs> combining both sides of the family. And a lot of them are in that teenager stage right now. And one of two of them, I gave the book to before it came out. One of them just lives like a mile from me and she read it in a day, but it was the same thing. She was like freaked out, but she's at that age. She's 15 years old. And it was something she could just suck into and relate. And she just texted me afterwards, just so happy. And I'm like, that's what I want. I just want you to walk away happy with hope. Yeah, because that's what, like mm-hmm. you said, you've achieved that, but you've given yeah. a place of safe. You've yeah. given a place of safe. And, and we need that in books. I mean, to me, that's the point. That's, you know? that's why I that's write. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Why you could do your whole, like, whole article on why you write. Because, and then just say, just read Daphne and you'll see. You'll see. <laughs> you'll see. Um, so tell me like for you, what has been like the greatest whirlwind moment throughout the publishing process? Oh, just getting published in and of itself. I mean, it's not an easy task and it took years. I mean, even the first, um, versions of this book, I pitched to a lot of agents and sent out query letters and it was just rejection after rejection. And so, I mean, I just couldn't believe the first time I held a book in my hand that was mine and had my name on it. Like it was just so one of the greatest moments ever. Yeah. Cause you're like, never thought it would actually happen. And so that's just, that's been my biggest thing that has made me. Uh, and every single time I get a new book, I'm still just as excited, you know, just to see it, to see my name in print, to see my book out there, to see my characters entering the world. It makes me happy. And I looked out with Monster Ivy Publishing. They just, yeah, they're just amazing. And they, they've they helped shape my stories into even um, better than, than I, you know, could ever have dreamt up. They just, they're brilliant. And the covers. Oh, oh, like hug it. Like, seriously, like I could hug my phone like right now. Guys, look, it's shiny because it's look alive. Look, we'll both do it. Look at that. Oh. It's like, for real, it's absolutely so Daphne. Like they took yeah. her the page and they put her there for us. And it's like amazing. Yeah. Um, just, just love it all. Just yeah. the headphones from the opening page, just the interior <laughs> line, like. Yep. They just, do such a good job. It's pretty. Yeah, it's really pretty. But <laughs> it, it's just so well done. 
Yeah, look. See, that's what I'm saying. So pretty. It's so pretty. And something else is pretty is your book box. Oh. Oh, I know. They do such a good job what? with those book boxes. What? When they came up with that idea, I was like, and then everything they put in it, and I'm like, but then I get jealous because I'm like, I want one. <laughs> I was like, how can I get that pillow? How can I get these socks? I kind of want a book box. I just want to make a like, I want some gummies now, and gummies aren't my favorite, but I do like, <laughs> like I could have, I could go and do Sour Patch. I could do that. But I did, I did make Mary send me um, one of the pillowcase covers. <laughs> I love it. Order me one too, because <laughs> oh, I want it with the little. Um, do you have it right there? I don't Let's have it. it. It's over far away for me to reach, but it has the Santa brings cheer, clowns bring fear, little saying on it. <laughs> Talk about famous quotes in a book. Absolutely, just adore, adore it, love it so much. Well, it's true. It's true. <laughs> it's just, oh, not no. a clown person. <laughs> Well, apparently not. Neither was Daphne. But I just, I don't know, from just the whole package, everything. And I love how you're doing, like, the giveaways and thinking up all of that. Like, tell me your inspiration behind all of that. Like, that can often be hard for us authors out in the world. Like, how do it we connect is. readers? Like, yeah. It's, it's a tough thing. And a lot of it, I mean, it's credit to Monster Ivy for thinking of the book boxes to reaching out to bloggers and stuff. Because that's the hardest part is marketing. It's so hard to get your book out there. So to get it in people's hands, it does take time. It takes money. Um, and Monster Ivy has done that with their little things. And then I've added giveaways too. I like doing swag. I'm such a swag person. And so like I'll make these little cards. Love them. And you're just like, what else? And I have my bookmark. Shut, shut out the noise. Are you using like a Canva program or some kind of Photoshop? Photoshop. I, I know how to use Photoshop thanks to um, my day job. I used to work, I would now work in the accounting department, but I did work. We do services for libraries. And so I worked in the digitization department where we scanned photos and stuff like that. So I worked with Photoshop all the time. So now I know about, how to use it. Yeah. You talk about skill stacking and how that helps with your career now. That is. I know. I never thought it would come in handy and it did. And then being in the account department now, I see the business sides of things. And so who knew? Who knew having a day job would help? <laughs> And then, too, you've got all of your self-published work. So, yeah, Staffy, like, you've got a nice collection. I do. I have a nice stack. I, I, I worked hard to get <laughs> where I am. It was not an easy process. I have a lot, a big learning curve. I learned a lot of different things over the years. And I just kind of had to find, find what sticks and what's the best and really it's just connecting with readers and getting your book out there and getting your books in libraries and yeah, these giveaways too. to do the giveaway I did for the Daphne dance party. That was fun just to get people out there dancing in public. Beside but, toys in the toy line. I know. <laughs> like loved it. I loved it. I haven't been in a store in so long. So I was actually like living their experience, looking at them in a store. Like, yay, there's a toy line. Look at the Care Bears of Captain America in the background. 
that's, I think that's one of the key things too, as an author is trying to get the readers involved, get them excited yeah. for your story, get them um, wanting to do stuff like that and connect with your characters. That's so key and hard. It's hard. It's not an easy process. So when you were young, did you want to be an author? Like, has this always been with you? Nope. No. I, uh, I would have never even guessed. I always had stories go in my, in my head and then I always had crazy dreams and I had a crazy imagination. Um, but I didn't read a lot, uh, especially in high school. I only read what was told, like I had to read, like Grapes of Wrath, Scarlet Letter, and I didn't like any of them because I couldn't connect with them. And so I thought reading was dumb, <laughs> basically. And then I met my husband and he's a very avid reader. And so I was like, well, I should probably read a book because I need to impress him. <laughs> so my oldest okay. brother, I talked yeah, I talked to him because my oldest brother is a reader and he told me to try out Shannon Hale and her Goose Girl series. And so it's a young adult fantasy series. And so I tried that out and immediately fell in love with reading. And so then I started reading everything I could. I really dove into the young adult world and just ate it all up. And it was my husband that was like, you need to write a book. And I was like, what? And he's like, you need to write a book. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So I did. And then I fell in love with it. And the rest is history. And so you just pulled up a Word document and said, yeah, I'm going to write something. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. And it was awful. <laughs> But it was done. It was done. <laughs> I you, did it. You got to write it. And then the editing, all that comes later. Oh, yeah. It does. Yeah. yeah. So how is the editing process for you? Do you have like, like I do like a UFC thing because I'm a big UFC watcher. So we do like five rounds of championship UFC. And I'm like going for that. <laughs> like I psych myself out with editing. Like, do you do any kind of weird, quirky things about editing? Or Not how does really. your process? I I hate editing. Like it's one of the things, like I love writing. I love writing the first draft. It's my absolute favorite thing. And then when I think back going to edit, I'm like, Ugh. like I know it has to be done, but I just kind of just go through it chapter by chapter and see what, how I can flush out the characters more. How can I tighten up the story? How can I tie everything together? Especially because I am a pantser. And sometimes by the end, there's so many loose things in the middle so I have to go back and try to make it all make sense and add everything together. So. so so I try to make it fun by saying I'm gonna knock them out. I'm gonna like put them in submission holds. I'm gonna kick them off. I'm gonna like I like psych myself out like I'm because I don't have any jujitsu skill at all. But in my writer mind, <laughs> I'm like a jujitsu black belt at the editing. <laughs> Just to try to make it fun because that one too, it can get a little like yeah around around yeah i need to do something because yeah it's i need to look at it in a positive way yep. like it's just a way to make your story better it's a yes. way to make it shine it's a way to flesh out your characters to make people love your book even more yep that's how you do and it's that whole mindset when you go into it and so yeah. i came up with that whole five round ufc that's awesome i need to find my thing i need to find yeah, something find a thing because i set my soundtrack for it yeah. Yep. Oh, speaking of, did you do a playlist for Daphne? Cause I did, and I I'm not really good at this kind of stuff. Like I'm not, uh, but I created one like on Spotify, but I don't know how to like share it with people. I'm 
short, but I did make one. Yeah. And it actually has cool. lots of songs that were in the original one that ended up getting cut. Um, I had a lot more songs in the original. <laughs> Love it. Um, I make the YouTube playlist because it's easy for me to share. That's like I, like I got the boys, I got my sons a, a Spotify. They have a Spotify, but um, they they always take control of that. I, I yeah. felt comfortable getting on YouTube, making a playlist, sharing I mean. it, sharing yeah. it out. Yeah, because that's perfect for Daphne because all of the music that you like, all of the mm -hmm. music that you list in there. Oh, I love it. I love music. Yeah. Um, another thing I do is this kind of off subject, but with with writing is I make Pinterest boards for all my books, for all the characters. So like I will make it for the book and then have a different, you know, board for each character so I can pin um, I, an actress or actor that they look like. And then all the things that they like, the way they dress, the like favorite music, favorite hobby, like their hobbies, everything like that. So I can really connect with the characters and visualize them. And then I like sharing them when I'm done, like when the book releases. So then everyone can see Daphne has one up on Pinterest. So. I'm going, I'm going after we're finished. Uh, I already wrote it down beside Goose Girl series. I'm taking oh, yeah. notes. I'm taking notes over here on the side. So I have to go now check out your Pinterest board. Yes. Because I just, I didn't navigate that way. So now I want to see like what you see. So yeah, then I can say, oh, I saw it that way. Or no, this was the way I saw it. Like, you know, I, I'm a visual learner. So I would love yeah, to see your Pinterest board. I'd love to see your Pinterest board. I got to go look. So as far as like tips for writers, now that you have all of your books under your belt now, under that Captain mm -hmm. American belt for Daphne, I have to give that. You know, now that you have that, tips for them, what would you say? I think the biggest thing is to not give up. Um, there's so many times in the process, I think even just within a book, you know, we all hit that wall where we, can't, we don't know where to go or we don't know how to finish it or don't know how to make it perfect. And one, it'll never be perfect. You know, nothing's ever perfect, but it's just to keep going and to educate yourself too. going to writing conferences, getting critique groups, getting other people's ideas and feedback and hearing what they have to say. Cause you know, other people will help. When I first started putting my work out there, I was nervous. And if anything said anything bad, I just would be like, Oh, they hate it. They hate my writing. They hate my book, but it wasn't, it was them thinking this is great, but this can make it that much better. And so it's, coming at it and to be positive, look at it in a positive way. And um, that's my biggest thing is just don't give up. Just keep going, keep writing um, and find tools. Ooh, ooh, I'm I, I love the ooh moments. She's got something good, y'all. Well, if you know of these books. Ooh, no. So, okay, so there's these books, The Positive Trait Thesaurus. The negative trait thesaurus. The other one I had was a setting. Also, I write thrillers under Joe Cassidy, so I have the emotional wound thesaurus. <sighs> but so there are great books that I like to use to flesh out characters because it'll tell you. I'll just find one. Um, uh, creative. There we go. The one creative. 
So if someone's creative, it'll tell you like um, their behaviors, like they'll be eccentric, uh, they'll be highly imaginative, they'll be expressive, they'll be creative problems, like good at creative uh, problem solving, they'll be spontaneous. It tells you all the things about them and then also causes, um, maybe having nurturing, creative parents, uh, the desire to make an imprint or leave something behind, being emotionally sensitive. And then it has positive aspects about that trait, negative aspects about that trait, and um, like associated thoughts with it. I don't know. It's really helpful. It's extremely helpful, especially if you don't create character Bibles, like what people call, you know, they'll say yeah. are the character profiles and you're kind of going along. If you already meet your character, so you meet Daphne, but then you know she's this way. You can just go in and kind of check yourself. You can kind of yep. go in and say, oh, that gives me a way that I can now talk about someone else in her life as a foil or a static character to kind of highlight her. Or I can use, you know, there's so many things you can do with that. I love how that's set up. Thanks for sharing, like, what that looked like and the setup yeah. of that. Because that's Cause it really, cause it also helps the root, like figure out, like you can give your characters traits, but figure out why they have them. So yeah. it's like, oh, this person's funny. Like why? why? Like what happened in their life that made them that way? So the character motivation key, yeah. like when you say you're character driven, you understand the power of character motivation. Yeah. That's and huge. It's important to me. That's me. That's the most important part of a book is are the characters, the characters make or break a story. Yeah. Um, it's, that's just what it is. <laughs> and so like, I could also see as you're editing through kind of stopping midway, checking your characters to see yep. if they're just kind of, you know, like you said, you may have so many loose threads, you're closing that up, but you're also yeah. tightening your characters as you go. It is. And once you, and for me, like the, the more I write into the book, the obviously the, better I get to know the character and the closer I get to know the character. So when I go back, I see stuff and be like, you know what? They actually wouldn't say that. Like they wouldn't do that because of whatever, because of this, they'd actually react this way. And so it helps you be like, Oh, and so you can change it to be like a more natural reaction for that person. Mm -hmm. Love that. Love it. So <laughs> tell everybody, Oh, I got it. Okay. There's this quote. I wish I, I had written down quotes. But there's a part in the book and um, the dude goes that he's not a big reader. And they're like, you just haven't found your next book yet. Yeah, you haven't found the right book. book. You you just need right. So I'm telling everybody right now, stop what you're doing. <laughs> Go and get Daphne's Questionable Bet because that's going to be your next book. So <laughs> check it on Goodreads. Say you're currently reading it reach out to Sarah Jo, say, here I am. I saw yes. you on the podcast and I'm reading Daphne. Jen was right. I understand <laughs> everything now. It all is clear. <laughs> so, so when people are reaching out for you, like where do you live the most like online? I am mostly on uh, Facebook and Twitter. I'm trying to get more into Instagram. Um, but all of them, all my handles are at Sarah Joe Clough. Okay. And so that's all the same thing. I do have a website, sarahjoclough.com. I try to get on there, you know, every now and then to update my books, but also update, um, events that I'm going to be at, which obviously we really haven't had a lot of events, but they're all online now. So that's fine. Yeah. 
So, and I signed up for your newsletter. So you have your newsletter. On I need your to, I have been really bad about actually doing a newsletter. But you have the form. So that's have step form. Yay. I signed I, up. You have one step forward. I just need to actually do them and send them out. Hey, I'll be looking forward to it. You can, you can tell us a behind the scenes of something. I know about Daphne. I need to. I need to get more, I think, transparent. Just put myself out there more. I think I got into such a negative, 2020 kind of ruined everyone. And I kind of got into such a negative headspace. And I stepped back from social media for a long time. And I'm finally getting back to that positive headspace. And I'm getting back to a better place where I'm going to be a lot more active on social media. I want to be. I want to um, share stuff about my characters and my stories and, and my life. But I talk you know, a lot about Dr. Pepper. Yeah, that's good. And you know, when you embrace that space, that allows people to see that you're championing Daphne's story. Yeah. Like, if you're not going to champion her, like, you got me to champion her. I'm going to be talking <laughs> her up forever today. And your readers will talk her up forever today. But you too. And yeah. It, yeah. True. She, she deserves it. She does. She's awesome. She, she is. Like for real, like, yeah. who I wish I would have been in high school, <laughs> and, and a friend that I would have had in high school. Oh yeah, like yeah. For, like I would have loved to hang out like, with her. Uh, like yeah, like her and Veronica. That, that that's it. Who who needs the Scooby Doo gang? We could just take Daphne and her friends. <laughs> we could just hang out with them for a while. Um, just I just want to tell you how much I do love Daphne's questionable book, oh, and I am a fan for life. I am going to now go and get everything by Sarah Jo Clough. So uh, I will be talking more about your books in the future because now I've got to go in and just experience all of the other worlds that you've created. So, yeah. so, so thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Yes, it has just been such a blessing to meet you and share how much I love your work. And I just can't wait to see like how far Daphne makes it out there in the world. I'll be cheering you guys on. Really the far. Yay. Send them prayers. All right. Bye. Bye. Now that you found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to where books are sold and find me there. I've published 11 books so far, and I write clean books for all ages. Horror, paranormal, sweet romance, fantasy, historical fiction, you name it, I've got your genre. Search Jen Lowry at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Kobo, and more. And for my Bible devotionals, you'll see my full name, Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry on Amazon. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.